Alright, let's go. <clears throat> this podcast contains, uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and, what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it. I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> this is the Dice and Pipes podcast. Socially distancing like Drist Dowerdin in Menzo Baranzin, coming to you from the West Cabin. This is Dice and Pipes for the week of March 30th in the year of our Lord, 2020. I'm Brian. Hi, Chris. Menzo Baranzin. It sounds like a, a pastry that you would find in like an Italian bakery. It's actually a flavor of Ben and Jerry's. Or no, that's marzipan. Yeah, that would be marzipan. From Mars. Made in a pan. Yes. Okay. If you could... Go on a one-way mission to colonize Mars, would you? Yes. Today, right now. Right now, sign me up. Fuck the, fi- fuck, fuck the family. Fuck the fifth. Rolling already. <laughs> 12 seconds in. On Dyson Pipes, before we even tell you that this is Dyson Pipes, do you need die? No, it's all right. Oh, you got it. Uh, this is the D&D side. Brian's going to roll a D20. Anything higher than a 10, he is saved from drinking. And... 15. All right, you're good. Motherfucker! Pretty good ricochet. So, would I leave right now to colonize Mars. But I just pack up and go. Right. Knowing it's a one-way mission. Yes. Yeah, I would. And it, it, I would do it and it would not be because of the coronavirus. It's not like I would be trying to escape because of the coronavirus. Okay. My corona. Oh, you almost had it. You actually had the fucking rhythm. There. <laughs> uh, I would not. Why? I enjoy Earth. Yeah, be. be I don't know if different. I can get a strong Wi-Fi signal on the as pe- many people call it the sixth rock from the sun. That's what they're calling it. I have no idea. We're the third. I remember that from the TV show. The first is Mercury. The second is. Probably like Venus or Neptune or one of them bitch planets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bitch planets. Sure. Uh, then it's us. Right. Then I think uh, Jupiter. I think there was a sentence that you used to be able to say, and it would tell you the order of the planets. I think it was, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Please right? excuse. Pluto. Earth. Nah. Mercury. <laughs> please excuse my dear. Uh, d- yes. <laughs> Dwadern. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone's favorite planet. <laughs> Some say, even now, if you look to the west sky, you can see Dwerden. <laughs> or Dwadern. Dwadern. Yeah. Great day for a motorcycle ride. Hell's Angels ain't fucking afraid of the fucking coronavirus. No, they are not. Well, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I, 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 would I be- like the way you're dressed today, by the way. Very uh, St. Patrick's-y. Well, we couldn't celebrate it. 
Right no, on wearing we a, uh, a white and green kind of checkered flannel shirt. Yeah. Flannel design. Flannel not design. F- it's not, not, uh, not, not material. Not true flannel. Right. Yeah. I'm not a hipster. It's just. Right. Or a lumberjack for or, that matter. Yeah. I don't have suspenders. Right. I would be better if I didn't rush my morning routine. I have this very kind of chalky toothpaste thing uh, going on right now in my mouth. Okay. And I did not drink enough water or rinse my mouth out enough. So Just mixing, in such a hurry. Very, I was very excited to record. Okay. So I raced over here. I forgot to rinse my mouth out. I did not have enough water. So now it's just going to have to rinse your mouth to overcome out. it with some mixers. Yep. Yeah. Delicious. That's what we're drinking today. Uh, Michael provided us with a bottle of this Michter's. I've never had this before. This is like a, like a entry grade, right? Michter's? Uh, this would be Michter's entry. Right, this is the small batch bourbon. And it's it's very good. I, so if you want to take a look at like entry bourbons, um, this is also a Kentucky bourbon. So we compare this with Basil who? Uh, Basil Fowden. Basil Fowden. Ergo Grude. <laughs> uh, this, so Basil Hayden is very light. This I think packs a little more punch, but it's still very easy going. Another, in my opinion... Morning whiskey. Okay. Are you okay over there? Burn my finger a little bit. <laughs> on the, on Burned the, a little bit. Little on, b- on your Zippo? No, on my Bic. On the Bic liner. On all reliable. Mm-hmm. No matter how many times my my Zippo runs out of fluid, all reliable is there to pick up the pieces. Very good. Much like us. This Bic lighter is a metaphor for our show. The Bic lighter is a metaphor. You fucking the, heard me. You for know, the Dyson Pipes podcast. Goddamn better believe. Um, which part is me? Am I the worn out sticker that's on the back? <laughs> no. It looks like you need to peel it off to make the lighter look new, but you just leave it there to make it look nostalgic. <laughs> uh. in, in the metaphor of this lighter, you would take on the role of the red trigger that starts the flame. Ooh. And of course, everyone knows I would be the flame. The most important part. So I trigger you is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the most important part. Good, good. Well done. So I got a text message today. I'm going to read it to you. Is this a COVID-19 update? No, I have not responded to this text message. It is from our author friend, uh, Guy Kane, author of uh, many books, uh, some zombie books, uh-huh. uh, a collection of short stories, uh, Tales from Junction, and uh, his latest outing, Outriders, a short story by Guy Kane. Available now. When a decent man can no longer keep himself fed on Earth, he decides to leave by the only means available. Suicide. <laughs> Joining the colonial security forces. However, his assignment... Mm-hmm. Guy Kane would be proud. Wow, you're a fucking disaster today. You all right? What do you got? 18. Son of a bitch. Far cry from last week. His assignment to the planet, Indigo Divium, that's the planet you were talking about. Right, right. Fourth one. T- turns sour quickly. And eventually he comes to grips with the harsh reality of the situation. So uh, you can get that book now. I think it's on Amazon. Uh, But Guy sent me a text message, my author friend. Hey, 
Can I get Chris's cell phone number? <laughs> no. <laughs> now, I don't know why he would ask me that. I don't know. Maybe he's into good-looking dudes. Like, I, <laughs> what's his issue? So that's a no. No. Why would he get my number? He can talk to me through you. You're my conduit to Guy Kane. Okay. I'll be your consigliere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a good flame. Right. I'm the trigger. Yeah. He wants my cell phone number. We'll, we'll have to. We'll discuss this uh, off air. I'm very curious <laughs> to. I, I want to know where this is going. I don't know. That's all it says. Can I get Chris's cell phone number? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm trying to see if he's a. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking on Amazon right now. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh. So, he is. Good for him. He has three reviews. His book is on Amazon. which I, it, t- I told you it was. Well, I was confirming. I, I think the two of you were fucking, you're conspiring against me. I haven't done anything. Uh-huh. You're the one who keeps shooting his mouth off like a fucking trigger. I am the heel, right? Isn't that what You are saying? a fucking heel, dude. Wait till the fucking... Are we going to call it... Wait, the... Is it going to be the Warhammer show on the other end of this? Yes, we have the last week of Warhammer. Uh, We're going to discuss... Uh, how great it was. Yeah, the final gameplay section, uh, and then how much we love the game. <sighs> Not looking forward to that. Uh, but I love the game as much as I love this chalky taste in my mouth right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What are, you, uh, what are you smoking, by the way? I have a little Newminster number 400, and it is in um, my Trevi... Savinelli, 614. How about yourself? I have my Nording uh, slightly bent apple. Smooth. And inside of that, GLP's Gaslight. Now, how is that? I'm glad you asked. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. it's a rich Latakia mixture. And I don't know if you noticed this or not, but it's pressed into one ounce cakes. I did notice that when I opened up the tin. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chris, when I smoked this, it reminds me of on a misty, moonless night along twisted cobblestone lanes, mm-hmm. illuminated only by the glow of ancient iron lanterns. I follow scent as dark as the night itself. The exotic fragrance hauntingly familiar, mm-hmm. and it's compellingly irresistible. So I decided to open the tin and discover the mysteries. And I should tell you, yes. when I opened it and discovered the mysteries, the mystery I learned is that this product can expose me to tobacco smoke, which is known to the state of California to cause cancer. Also, Chris, it's important to note that nicotine mm-hmm. is known to the state of California to cause birth defects. And if you would like more information on that, mm, please, you could visit www.p65 warnings.ca.gov Okay. You can also visit Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at Dyson Pipes (laughs) if you want a little more entertainment. Why is it that it's only known to the state of California? And I want to know, where are these twisting and winding cobblestone streets that are lit under... South Street Seaport. That's where you were over the weekend when you discovered Gaslight. Fulton Street. You were down on Fulton Street. Yep. Good for you. On a moonless, cricketless night. A moonless, cricketless night. Yeah. No, a moonlit night, I believe. It was moonlit? I thought it Let was me moon- think back to what I said. I thought it was moonless. 
Uh, you know what? I think you're right. I think I did say it was a moonless night. Yeah, I believe you did. Thank you. I'm just hearkening back to your words, your message. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, let's see what the tin has to say. Yeah, please read the tin description. Uh, the only thing it says on the tin is sale only allowed in the United States. Well, thank That's God it. for that. It's not even a label. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. GLP's handwritten gaslight on the side of the tin. I don't think I like it. Seriously? Yeah. Well, so you had opened up the tin, obviously, prior to me uh, to me getting here. I dove my fucking double-holed nose into that son of a bitch and sniffed. And it is unique. It's not your typical English smell. Um, there is something in it that brings me back to like my childhood, and I cannot put a finger on it. I don't know what it is. I think next week I'll smoke it, and... Uh, I'll give you my thoughts. I'll see if there's any way that I can kind of remember because there's some fucking smell in that thing that just it like triggers some sense. Not, it's pr- I'm not triggered. I don't need right. a safe space. Uh, it triggers like the trigger on a lighter. You're trying to discover the mysteries. Exactly. The mysteries of faith. Have you believed the mystery of faith? <laughs> So, how are you, Brian? I'm, All this excitement, I, I haven't even been able to ask you. I am fair. Fair? I think fair. Yeah. Why? Why just fair? I don't know, dude. I think there's something going on out there. I had to go to shopping, and there's people mm-hmm. wrapped in plastic bags, like from head to toe. Uh-huh. Uh, They're called homeless people. No, they oh. were not homeless. They got out of their their... Acura SUVs and really wrapped in plastic bags. Yep. The plastic bags that you aren't allowed to get in Correct. the food store. Yeah. They've now taken those bags. I have a pimple behind my ear too. Oh, that's got to suck with the headphones. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, yeah, they're wrapped in plastic. This is their own PPE. No, not, I don't think they're going to the bathroom. No, not PP. PPE. PPE. Is that like when you test the heart rate? Uh, no, that's EKG. We're oh. getting there, though. We're narrowing it down. Is that Egon using the Gaga meter? We're getting closer. The PK meter? P- PK Chang? Isn't that a good He's restaurant? right here, Ray. PPE. Uh, what is that? Protective? Uh, personal protective equipment? Right. Oh, mm. so you knew what it was the whole time. No, I just, I'm, oh, you I'm just threw it out by there. process of elimination. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you've been seeing people. Dressed in garbage bags. Yes. And I think it's fair to note that we're recording for what date? So it's not like it's March Halloween. March 30th, yeah. Okay. Today yes. is actually the 27th. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, just today. And I went to the grocery store, mm-hmm. still sold out of Clorox wipes and notably toilet paper. So I did the next best thing and I went to the gas station and bought toilet paper. How many rolls of toilet paper existed in this gas station? Approximately. I would say 20. How many did you purchase? Four. Why didn't you buy them out? Because I, I only needed one for my mother-in-law and three for You're upstairs. so generous. Well, because my wife's going to end up giving it to her anyway, so I might as well have a, a visual count on hand. Good. Very good. You know? So amazing that you used common sense mm. and self-restraint during these trying times. Yes. You only purchased just a handful. You didn't buy them out. Because that like that's an easy number to buy them out. 20 rolls? Like that's right. fucking easy. What is it? Like a dollar, dollar and change a roll. So you could have dropped easily 20, 30 dollars and bought them out of their toilet paper. 
As a matter of fact, I think last week when I went to ShopRite over near me, they had gotten a stock of toilet paper in, and it was only like batch. So you can only buy them in 20 packs. And they were 25 bucks, dude, and they fucking sold out. It looked like all those videos that you yeah. see at like Sam's or Costco where people are just like a mad rush. And when I got there, there were I think were like two packages still on the shelf. Did I buy them? No. Because I still have 20 rolls at home. Like, what right. the fuck do I need more toilet paper for? But people are just insane. Completely yeah. insane. So you know what I think in these trying times what people should do? Oh, I think people should stay inside and play video games. And and listen to the Dyson Pipes podcast. Yes. This is a damn fine radio program. We're going to get you through it. I was considering recording something every single day of the week to help people get through their quarantine situations. Oh, like the horrible talk show hosts? Yeah, of but like these like, night shows that are you just understand that when they're home trying to record and be funny that they're actually not funny. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was only gonna do like maybe two or three minutes. Um, one of the ideas I had was to read short stories into the microphone. Why don't you read Guy Kane's book? Okay. No, not now. Outriders by Guy no, Kane. I didn't mean now. He signed it for me. Thanks for being a true cunt. Underlined. Sincerely appreciate it, Guy. Outriders is dedicated to all the people who have been misclassified by the powers that be. The artists forced by circumstances to be warriors. The ones with troubled spirits who smile to calm the storm in others. The ones for whom the battle seems unending. Why the pause? I'm, I'm letting that sink in. That's all you get for today. Thank you. For the art warriors. If you were going to do something like that, I think that would be a great, great place to start. It's a, it would be a nice escape from reality. Should I do it in my voice or should I do it in like a, like a narrator no, voice? I would do it in like the ragtime <clears throat> voice. Ah, chapter one, <laughs> Earth. Earth has been a shithole for decades. If you did that. No who's here. Woof. Um. I think that would be great. You'd throw some ragtime music in the background. I think that would be, it would be a cute little juxtaposition, I'm sure, to the story that Mr. Guy Kane has written for us. Yeah. Not written for us exclusively. Like We just open to a random page. Sarge was on the edge, and he was taking it out on all of us. Currently, the mechanic was enduring a shitstorm of ferocity. Quote, you mean to tell me that we were... Yep. I'm fucking reading a book, doing a voice. Yes. You can't cut me some fucking slack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two. Good. Good. All right, well, getting back to the conversation. So, Gaslight, you're saying, is not... It, it's not falling on your top ten as of right now. Not a fan. Now, keep in mind, I've seen a lot of people when it comes to GLP's blends... That their initial lighting, their first bowl of a GLP's tobacco has been less than par, we'll say. But then by the end of the tin, they've like truly appreciated the tobacco. I've actually, the one that just kind of pops into my head right out of the gate as far as GLP's goes was that Penny Farthing. Penny Farthing, when I first had it, dude, I thought it was shit. And by the end... I forget what fucking alcohol I was drinking with it, but it was like one of the greatest pairings I've had. 
So now I'm going to have to go back and listen because I forget. Aberfeldy. It, no, I think it was Abra Lauer. Matt Lauer. M- Matt Lauer and his trailer with the secret locking mechanism when he had hot bitches in there. Me, Matt Lauer, hot bitches, Aberfeldy, Abra Lauer. Dr. Doom. And Dr. Doom all got it on with a broomstick. <laughs> yes. So hot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll see mm. by the time I get to the end of the tin if I change my mind for some reason. Until then, we have some amazing gameplay. You just buried your family. That, We're getting that's amazing. On. Yeah. Uh, got all the loose ends out of the way. Now you can adventure <laughs> uninhibited. <laughs> Good thing they don't have cell phones back in the 5 <laughs> e days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have some gameplay today. But before we get to that, I'd like to propose a toast. Uh, And this toast goes out to the forest video game. In these trying times, I have found uh, a new appreciation for survival games. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of DayZ. I've been playing a little bit of Seven Days to Day. Mm -hmm. And uh, my son actually saw on the PlayStation Store this game, The Forest, on sale for $9. All right, fuck it. Let's try it. Great googly moogly. This is some game. Yes. Now, I mentioned this to you, and you told me that you had experience with this back in It had to be roughly 2014, 2015. Okay. So I had experienced this game. So just to be clear for everybody out there, you're playing it on the PS4. So you're playing the console version of the game. Correct. Which I'm sure is beautifully done, nice and smooth. Yes. No hiccups whatsoever. I had gotten involved in the forest on Steam when it came out as a beta. And I think at the time, maybe I paid 20 bucks for it. And dude, I I am not one for like getting jumpy when it comes to like horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, scary movies, scary video games. Like I never even got into that genre of video games. Like Resident Evil. Like you hear a lot of people talking about Resident Evil. You play with the lights out, and it's kind of a creepy environment. Silent Hill, I think, was another one. I remember playing that game years ago. I think on PS3, and uh, along with my wife, like I would play. She would watch. We'd turn the lights out, and it was almost like you're you're playing through a movie, you yeah. know, which is kind of cool. But again, nothing that really terrified me, dude. There is something about this forest game that is diabolical sinister yes. yes and on numerous occasions i think i've almost shit my pants yes yeah. i think that's fair uh so i don't know anything about what this game is about uh all i know is that i was on an airplane with my son timmy and timmy timmy that to me timmy <laughs> barry barry's not here dude yeah he is no you sure yeah Dude, yes. he sent me a message saying that he tested positive. He's here. He was. Dude, he told me that he tested positive. I, I, I told you, him I to stay him. away. Oh, come on. Now, now I got to look on. out the, the, the viewing hole of the West Cabin, or as I like to call it. Port side? Sanctuary. That's <laughs> yeah, the port side. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Mr. Chris. Fire a blunderbusted dildos out the port side. <laughs> Drop the anchor, Mr. Smee. I could swear to God I saw him just before you got here. 
I assumed you guys rode together. No, he texted me last night. He said that he had tested positive. I thought he was full of shit. I thought this was just another he obviously one of his is. excuses. So I told him if if he's not fucking bullshitting to stay home. Uh, maybe, maybe it was Clyde. I don't know. I could swear I saw him walk by the window when he pulled in. Yeah, I, I didn't see him. So we'll have to we'll was, keep our eyes open. I was watching forest videos. <laughs> so I was a little distracted. Well, maybe that's what it was. Through your watching of the forest videos, you thought you saw something that actually wasn't. Fucking arms. You're becoming paranoid. I am. Yes. Uh-huh. And that's why this game is a toast. Fuck me. So <clears throat> you're on this plane. Oh, so good. Uh, it's, it crashes. Joy and enough. somebody covered in red paint or blood carries young Timmy away. Mm-hmm. And you awaken on this blown up plane. Uh, and you're just in the forest. It's like it's like uh, Ark Survival. It's one of these like survival building Minecraft style games. Yeah. Uh, the most unsettling thing about it, number one, there's no music at Correct. all. Right. And the sound effects are amazing. It sounds like you're in the fucking woods. Mm. So uh, my first playthrough, I, I start building this little hut. There's a little shelter, and then I hear, really? Okay. (laughs) I roll my eyes, and I look, and there's this naked guy standing there, and he's kind of like shimmying from foot to foot. All right, motherfucker. I get my axe. I go up to him, and he runs away from me, and he just crouches down in like a a squat, like a catcher's position. Right. I'm like, what the fuck? So I start chasing after him. Now he's just running around in circles. I'm like, okay. He's beating you. Maybe he's like an NPC, like he's a good guy. Right. I put my shit away. I go back to my camp, and there's another one. You're so forgiving. He's a good guy. Oh. I don't know. I think you quickly learned. Well, now there's another one. I'm like, how did he get around me so fast? Uh-huh. And then I hear on, on the uh, the left, uh, huh. I hear on the, on the left channel, <laughs> then on the right channel, oh, nope, that's the wrong. Yeah, it was the right knob. Fuck nah, you. that went fucking quiet. Maybe because... uh. Are, we're uh, plugged into the uh, amplifier. Yes. We're on mono. We are on mono. Regardless. Uh, so there's little motherfuckers. <laughs> so I turn around, and there's another one. And then there's a third one. And I'm like, okay, this is fucked up. They're still not coming in. They're observing. Yes. Yes. I was like, okay, this is just like a mechanic of the game. And uh-huh. I'm building. I'm doing my shit. I'm fishing. You know, whatever. And then I look, and I just hear like a... What the fuck? And then here comes one with like arms hanging off of his shoulder and like two glowing skulls like on fire on his shoulders. I'm like, okay, this is not good. (laughs) And I got killed. Uh, So you lasted your first first try with this game. You made it what? About 10 minutes? No, it was longer than that. It was probably like a couple hours. Okay. So a couple of like real life hours. Were you able to like a... um, were you able to get to a point where you could save it, or did that just throw everything out and you had to start all over? I was able to save it, but like the state that I was in, right? I was like, you know what? Let me just start fresh. Okay. So I watched a couple of videos. I got educated a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and now I'm off and running. I'm doing quite well this this go around. Um, I have a, a riverfront property. Oh, that's a, very nice. An alpine tree house. It's beautiful. I have drying racks up in the top. Okay. Keep the cannibals away. Good. Uh, so I have a fresh supply of dry meat. I killed an alligator today and turned its skin into armor. How was that fight? I could. No. 
No, I'm sure it was terrifying because it's not easy. If I recall, it was not easy to take down an alligator. No, well, in this in this run where I spawned uh, with the airplane uh, was right outside of a cannibal camp, and I'm like, come on, are you fucking serious? Mm. But I guess with the way the algorithm of the game works, it gives you a little time before it spawns cannibals. Period. Yes. So this this camp was abandoned, and there was a a cave. I go into the cave. The cave was abandoned, and I found a katana blade. Now, in watching videos of people play this game, it is not supposed to be that easy to get the katana blade. But no, as a matter of fact, the caves in this game might be the single most terrifying thing in any video game ever created. Yes. I don't know what it is, but there is something with like the environment that they've created down in these caves. You're down there. And initially, if you try to go into these caves without a flashlight or anything, all you have is a fucking Bic lighter. Right. And it just keeps going out. And you have to constantly, all you keep hearing is like the flicker of the bick as your thumb presses down against me and releases Brian. Yes. Um, but you were able to come across this katana plaid very early. What? Katana plaid. I'm thinking of my plaid shirt. Oh, an 18. Fuck. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that set me on the right trajectory. Uh, and now I have a whole little community, self-sustained. Good. So I have rabbit traps. I got... Uh, ah, so you're flying high in this game right now. Yeah, where I'm located, there's lizards for days, turtles for days, so... So you have an endless supply of meat and armor and, and almost water? An, almost, yeah. I just crafted a water skin today, so... Ah, so you're fucking... You're good to go. So yeah. you can really explore. Right, so what I do every day now, I uh, I hop on my raft, and I go downriver or upriver, and I, I get a, to a spot, plant a flag, and up I go and explore. Now, the ridge... The, Yes. God damn it. What I was going to say is I just rolled an eight. Excuse me. Mm. The rivers, they only converge. Right. Rivers never diverge. They don't diverge. Even if you're going upriver. Yeah. Don't be a fucking idiot. Look, I'm just pointing it out for the listener. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Rivers only converge in the natural world. And this follows suit. I'm just trying to make sure that mm. they recreated the proper estuary map within the game of the forest. Because after all, it is a forest and there are quite a few different streams and right. rivers. And a river runs through it. And cricks. Or as I like to say, as a normal human, creek. Ah. Gosh, not a crick. I prefer a holler. A holler? Yeah. We have two completely definitions of hollers. What's a holler? Um, oh, okay. river. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, good. Very good. It's a, uh, a more manly version of a tributary. Oh, so when you refer to a tributary as a holler, yeah. we, we know that you're fucking... Holler if you hear me. You're down with the clown. Right. Full of that fucking Fago water. <laughs> I said, Fago, fuck about you. Fuck your ma. Fuck your mama's mama. Fuck the meaty boys and the dollar mama. You know too many of these words. Fuck critics. Fuck your review. Even if you like me, fuck you. Well done. They're artists of our time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, True legends. What do you think of this game? Um, so I have not purchased this game on on the PS4. What happened? Look at the porthole, dude. He told me he wasn't coming in. He's a fucking asshole, man. So now, was he bullshitting me, or do you think he was just looking for a day off? No, I think he's trying to infect you. All right, we're gonna have to deal with that on the break. <laughs> Um, I'm not happy. <clears throat> the forest. My my original 
memories of this game. And I, I want to say the game, first of all, I remember the game being a little glitchy, obviously, because it was in beta. So it was, it was, I'm sure, not as smooth. I'm sure the graphics weren't as clean. Um, I am not one for these survival games. And we had this conversation in the car driving into work the other day. Like, I am not one for survival games, but for some reason, this game, it like really gripped me. Yeah. I started watching videos. Obviously, it seems like that's how you you find, especially these like kind of beta released Steam games. Right. Like, I, I don't go fucking crazy on Steam. Um, so it was one of those rabbit holes I remember getting into on YouTube and I came across this game. I was like, this fucking game looks great. You know, you're getting hunted by like these cannibals and it incorporates this like world, this environmental game where like you could take down fucking trees and build, you know, like forts and shit like that. I was like, yeah. all right, whatever, I'll give it a try. And I did. And it was terrifying. Um, I forget what the name of those guys were that you were talking about with the flaming heads, but they have these fucking, these creatures called Virginias. And the first time I saw that, dude, I like almost shit my pants. I was like, this, what's a Virginia? It's the one where it has like all the tentacles like coming out of the top of its body. Like there's no head. Ugh. And it almost is like the leader. Like they all surround this fucking creature. Oh, is that the dude. thing that killed me today? That hit me and I went flying yes, off the cliff? That's yeah. a Virginia. Yeah, or Ginny. Ginny. A Ginny, yeah. you know? Um, not a Jenny. Not a Jenny. No, don't confuse it with a Jenny. A Jenny. Or a tranny. Def well, it could be a tranny. You, well, didn't, you didn't ask it. No, a transmission. How, how many gears? 57. Good for it. <laughs> 57 gears. Um, so, yes, I remember this game. I, I sank quite a few hours into it. I never got to the end because... From what I remember, it was very buggy, but I remember watching videos of the end of this game, dude, and it's so fucking bizarre. Well, it's and so bizarre. Have you watched anything? No, no don't, dude, but because if you get there, which you can play this game for fucking a year straight and never even get to the end. You can just treat this game like a Minecraft-style game right. where it just becomes a survival game and you just explore and you never actually get to the plot of the game. Like, right. at some point, you're just like, nah, fuck Timmy. Who cares? Yeah. You know? I'm just going to live in the woods by myself. It's like a, a very, like... Uh, Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go more with, like, a, like a, like a, like a, uh, like a Thoreau kind of a thing. You just kind of put yourself in the woods and explore your life. Right. And you... Vision quests, like a vision quest. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. One of the gameplays, uh, playthroughs that I had, um, hmm, what's the matter? The brain just turned off. You were talking about one of your playthroughs. Yeah. Did you get attacked? Did you decide to go on more Hell's Angels? Yes, they're out here. Well, it's uh, very easy for them to social distance. On a motorcycle. That's true. But I feel like they're more exposed rather than being in the quiet comfort cabin of a car. But then if you're in the quiet comfort in the cabin of your car, then you're contained with the COVID-19 if true. it is in fact in your car. I remember what I was going to say. Go. I have a suspicion mm -hmm. that this game is a Lovecraft game. Okay. For one very specific reason, I was playing. Uh, I killed one of these cannibals, and it was an intense moment. I'm jamming on the buttons of the controller, and it's time for me to go to the fire. I'm trying to cook food. I end up cooking its leg. Yeah, whatever. Well, you're hungry. Yeah, and it gives me the option to eat it. Okay. okay, so I eat it, and in the bottom left corner it says Sandy lost. Hmm. What? So I go to my stats, and sure enough, there's a sanity meter, and that is. 
Lovecraft through and through. Okay. And now that I'm starting to come across these mutated monsters that don't have any rhyme or reason to them, uh, while I don't think it's like a Cthulhu mythos game, this is inspired by cosmic Lovecraftian horror, in my humble estimation. Interesting. I will not say anything because I do, in fact, know how this game ends. So I will not tell you either way. But I, what I would recommend is if you play this game, let's say you're on this game for like six months and you haven't even gotten to the plot of the game, like you're just doing the survivalist aspect, I would definitely look on YouTube and check out how the game ends, dude, because it is fucking weird. It's weird. Also contributing to my theory that mm. it's a Lovecraft game. I definitely, for $10, if anybody out there has a PS4, for ten bucks, uh, yeah, I would buy this game. I'm so balls deep in the division right now, though, that yeah. like I'm probably I'm not going to get it. Like I've played it already. Um, yeah, I'm not interested in playing the division solo anymore. And since you sleep so much, uh, very tired, <laughs> so tired. The servers went down for an hour yesterday and it wiped you out, dude. I was I went down too. It's like I was a fucking sorry, dude. I fucking passed out. I slept till like five o'clock. Wow. Yeah. So when you woke up and said, "I'm so tired," Th- that's you went when back I woke to sleep. Up. No, because then the wifey came home. Oh, and I was okay. hanging out with the wifey. Then I was watching fucking news conferences, and mm. you know, I got to keep what what kind of news conferences? Had to be made abreast of what's going on with this fucking nonsense coronavirus. Yeah, uh, you could talk about it on your show. I'm not going to talk about it here. Oh, you want to? want to hear about the coronavirus? No, <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, God. I want to continue to enjoy no traffic on the road. Yes. May this virus wipe everybody out. <laughs> You heard it here first. On the Warhammer side of things, you think yeah. this is bullshit. On the D&D side of things, I hope it kills everyone. So you're leaning hard into this. Yeah, I hope our listener count goes down to one. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, From two. At, at, at least then we'll know who wins the uh, the corncob pipe in the Barbados plantation. because I'm the only one left. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, yes, uh, make sure you go on to the Apple Podcast app and give us five stars. Uh, five on the apples, as we like to say. Can, can I point something out, not to interrupt <sighs> you? But there are people out there, and I think we need to clarify, there are people out there who have been very nice and, and kind to us. They've given us a five-star review. However, they have not left a comment. And if you How are we supposed to know? And if you don't leave a comment, we don't know who you are leaving the reviews. Therefore, ergo, you're not entered into the contest because we have no fucking idea who you are. So go back in. Put a comment in there telling us how we're assholes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you're entered. If if you just left the five star with nothing attached to it, right. I, I'm sorry, but we have no clue to find out who you are. You can't be entered. Correct. Unless unless we pull the name out of a hat, and the lucky winner is unknown. That would be funny. That would be good. That should be how the way it wins. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you just said there, but we're going to go with it. I was going to let it slide when you fucked up the other word. You are so high energy today with that roll. 17. Yes. Uh, for those of you who are weirdos and don't have the Apple Podcast app, you can also get in on the action by just sending us an email mm-hmm. filled with horrible things about how shitty we are and, and terrible. W- where can they email us at? I don't know. Dyson Pipes? At gmail.com. Yeah, that's the one. Yes. Don't spell out the amper or spell out the ampersand, but not the word ampersand. Spell out and, yes. A-N-D. Dice A-N-D pipes. Not D-N-D. D. A. A and D. A and D. Not A, D and D. Right. Don't do that. No. A and D. Dice and A and D. Right. But Pipes. not, not, don't, and don't put an ampersand in. No. Because it won't recognize. No, no, no. We don't no, have no. the technology. No. 
I, I am happy to report, and you pointed this out, Brian, that when you go on Spotify and you search Dice or Pipes, we we tend to pop up as like one of the uh, the best, one of the top and brightest and best podcasts out there, like a shining star in that's a, going supernova in a dark night. <laughs> so, uh, to the forest. Yes, love love me some Virginia. Yeah, sweet Virginia. <laughs> Here we go. Sweet Virginia. <laughs> Very good. All right, let's play D and D. Yes. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. All right, so Harrison will watch people as they're leaving, and then he just kind of trains his eye back to the hill where he saw what he believed were the three witches. Can he make out the three what? The the three sisters, not three witches. My bad. Um, can he make out even though that they had their their like a, a cloak up over their head? Um, like when they make eye contact with him, it's obvious. To oh him yeah. Who they are. Okay. Okay. You you got a twenty four? You said yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You it's them. Okay. And now they are gone. Fuck. So I take it at some point I take my eyes off of them and I'm focused on what's going on and when I look back to where I thought I saw them, they're in the wind. Correct. Okay. So I'll remain behind until everybody is gone. Okay. And, you know, Harrison will say his final goodbyes. And he'll slowly make his way back to the... Uh... Actually, before he goes back to the entrance, he's going to walk over to where he saw them. Okay. Like, were they if they were standing next to a tree or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, like they he... were in between, like, two trees. All right. So he just he just makes his way over there, thinking maybe they were standing there like he's not sure if they were paying their condolences, if in his mind, kind of not disgusted, but wondering like what what riddles do they have for me on the day of my family's funeral, kind of a thing. Give me uh investigation. Six. So a couple of things catch your eye. One, there is something scratched into the trunk of the... If you were looking at the sisters, on the tree to the right. Uh, and what's scratched into that tree is very similar to the symbol that you saw etched into the bark in Northridge those months ago. The other thing you notice is that the tree on the right, where this insignia is scratched, is withering and if you were to like kind of like kick the tree or like shake it the, the leaves are falling off and they're very brittle so from the time that I saw them standing there to the time that I'm now investigating this tree you could see that it's obviously it's been dying over that period of time or the tree was with that investigation you wouldn't know that okay can I cut out that piece of bark yes alright so I'll cut it out and place it in my bag. Okay. 
All right, he just does kind of a, a quick look over the shoulder, and um, he'll make his way to uh, the entrance of the cemetery. All right, uh, as you're climbing into the carriage, if you're to look back over your shoulder, you can see the groundskeepers lowering the caskets into the ground. Um, as you know, as normal caretakers, like they're not attached to this, so one of them has a pipe in his mouth, maybe puffing away as they start covering the caskets with the dirt and the carriage driver just leans back into the window of the uh, of the part of the carriage that's behind him and just uh, are you ready sir yes where would you like to go take me home and I assume you mean where you're staying yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and away you go uh, you still have the Thunder Force in the carriage with you that are in the ceremonial right. garb. They're with you basically until you get home. Okay. And again, when you get home, they, you know, anything you need, do you want us to stay outside for tonight? You know, do you need us to get food for you? Whatever you need, let us know. Otherwise, they'll be dispatched. Right. Harrison will just say, no, no, that that's fine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, because he doesn't know what else to say. And he'll just go one at a time and kind of shake their hands thanking them. All right. And then, uh, then he'll go inside. I think he's a little cautious when he goes inside. He just kind of searches the house. All right, give me investigation. With a plus one. Fumbled. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Hunky Dude, do- all hun- these fucking investigation checks are yeah. always on the low end. Uh, everything looks hunky-dory. Yep. Nothing to see here. <laughs> What is this thing in my bed? A severed deer head? <laughs> what? No, that's normal. That was my old pillow. Yeah, so I guess it's been a long day. And um, he'll just, he'll retire to the bedroom and just kind of kick off his shoes and, you know, take that cloak off and, you know, just kind of lay back down on the bed. All right. Give me a flat 20. Nine. As you start drifting off to sleep, you find yourself having another nightmare of some kind. And the only image that you see flash in your mind that stays with you after you wake up is that porthole in the sewer and an image of you. You can't quite make out what happened to you, but you feel like you're just kind of suspended there and in a lot of pain. Physical pain, I should say. Right, right. And it's one of those things, like, you wake up and you just, like, grab your body, like, oh, am I stabbed? Like, right, right. Like, sweating. Very uncomfortable. One of those dreams that, like, it, it's it's hard to fall back uh, to sleep after you had. Right. Okay. And I would say that's a good point. I would say it's pre-dawn when you wake up. All right. So again, obviously Harrison's not going back to sleep. I I think this time he's going to um. He's gonna wait until the like some shops open and he's gonna uh. What what's the word like a like a dungeoneering, type shop. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna find one within the confines of the city, and uh, he's gonna look to grab some supplies. Okay. Anything in particular? Or are we just going with a basic dungeoneering no. kit? Rope, torches. So, rope and torches, but he, he needs... Um, 
so he'll, he'll walk in and, and he'll look around and uh, he tries to catch the eye of the, the, the keeper of the store. Okay. And um, Hello, sir. Dyson is my name. How can I help you? Yeah. Hi. I'm, I'm looking. I need... Do you have mountain climbing supplies? Uh, I have rope. Uh, I have... Uh... I need like a spike that I can like hammer into the earth and then secure a rope to it. Oh, sure. Yeah, I have one of those. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So Harrison's looking to leave with some rope, torches, um, a spike, a hammer. Yep, he has that. He also has a pair of boots that have uh, attachments on the side where you could put like spiked foot pads. Oh, like those like crampon things? Yeah. Not to be confused with tampon things. No, 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 no. He's not bleeding. He's looking to climb. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take them. Uh, what about these gloves? What, what do you have? Oh, well, they're burn resistant in case, you, God forbid, you slide down a rope. Uh, there's rough rawhide on the palms. You won't burn your hands. Oh, thank No, no, no. I already have gloves. Thank you. The, the boots and the and the spike, the hammer, the rope, and the torches should suffice. Very good. Uh, you work for the Empire, I see? Uh, I do. Okay. Um, I'll just build this to the Imperial City, or is this for private purposes? No, I'll, I'll settle the bill. Thank you. Okay. So it comes to uh, three gold for everything. Okay. Try give them three gold. All right. I'll take those supplies. And since it's early in the morning, I'm going to make my way back down into, uh, into the sewer. Okay. I think Harrison at this point now, knowing that he's about to kind of go deeper into this area, not paranoia, but he's definitely looking over his shoulder, especially now that he saw the, the three sisters, like he's, he's kind of taken aback by that. And he's just, he's always looking over his shoulder to make sure that nobody's following him. Nobody's going to see him going into uh, uh, the entrance into the sewer. What's your uh, passive perception? 15. All right. So we could do a couple things. If you want to half your movement speed, we'll give you a 16 for your passive perception. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So unless you stay otherwise, I'll assume you're moving slowly, like head on a swivel kind of a thing. Right, right. And your passive perception will be a 16. Okay. So Harrison will make his way back to the sewers. And when he feels as though it's safe, he's going to... He'll enter, and he's going to follow the the path that he had uh, gone down the last time in order to gain uh, entry into that door okay. where the hatches. Are you bringing uh, like food and water with you? Like, are you like I don't care how long this takes, I'm going all the way. Or no, 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 no food and water. This is one of those things that he's just going to do day by day. Okay. Like every day, he's going to see how far into it he can get to see how expansive this area is. I see, and then determine if if he's got to now like plan for like a week journey. Right. You know. Now, would you do this immediately following, uh, like that next morning, or would you give yourself a day? Would you leave later in the day, or like we're up? We're no, going, I woke up in. that morning, right from that nightmare. No, that's it. My day is started. I can't fall back to sleep. My day. I I literally sat in bed and waited for the sun to come up, where I knew shops would start opening. Okay, so I would say, every time we delve in, it takes a little longer to get the last point. Excuse me, the last point where you were. So we'll say it's about we're moving slower. We'll say it's about three hours when we get back to this hatch. Okay. So figure like late morning, early afternoon. Okay. All right. That's fine. So uh, 
you know, to the point where Harrison is comfortable that nobody followed him. He enters that room. He'll shut the door. And he'll go ahead and um, he's going to take the spike and he's going to hammer it into the floor or the wall. Whatever's made out of, you know, stone or something sturdy enough that when he knows that he hammers that spike into it, it's not coming out. All right, give me a strength check. Uh, and I'll give you a plus one because uh, I'll give you a plus two because you have the hammer. It's designed for this kind of thing. Uh, 13. All right. So I would say that you, you hammer this thing in maybe in the like in the ridge in between two bricks on the okay. floor. Like in the the, uh, the grout, for right, lack right, of a better right. term. And I would say that just to make sure you tie a rope to it and you just start yanking on it and you see that as far as your strength is concerned, you can't move it. Maybe you kick it and it's like, okay, this feels like it's pretty sturdy. Right. Can Can I make an insight check to think to see if I feel as though it's sturdy enough after kicking it that it would hold the hatch open by pulling the, the mechanism. Uh, give me investigation. Uh, give me survival. I had to pick my best ones here. Okay. A nine. You're pretty confident that it's going to hold. Okay. All right, so with the other end of the rope with mage hands, I can grab the rope and just feed it through the... You know, whatever that handle was, I just kind of feed it over the handle. Yeah, no roll. That's pretty simple. No rolls for that. Yeah, and then just pull the uh, the loose end. And tie it to that spike. And then I'm going to tie it back down to the spike. Okay. So both ends of the rope basically are tied down to the spike. And I'm gonna, so I'm going to pull it through until it starts to obviously pull the handle from the ceiling to open up the hatch. Okay. And then once the hatch is open, then I'm going to go ahead and, and knot it off at the at the spike. Okay. And we're going to start climbing down? And then I'm going to start climbing down. Okay. Uh, before I start climbing down, I slowly open the door that led into this room just to kind of like one more time, just kind of glance down the hall and see if anybody came from me fucking smashing a hammer. Uh, give me perception. 17. All clear. All right, good. Okay, so as he, he closes the door, he turns back around. He just does, you, you know, like when you don't know how well you've done something, you still have to kind of touch right. it to go, yep, Always just checking. to secure yourself I mean, in your mind, just make it right. seem as though it's good. So I just kind of pull on the rope to make sure that it's taut and yep. it's not going anywhere, and he'll uh, begin his descent down the, the ladder. Give me a flat, uh, give me a flat 10. Ooh, 10. Excuse me. Threw it all the way down that hole. It is a 10 on the floor. It's a 10? We'll, we'll keep no, it. No, we're not keeping any 10s on the floor. <laughs> that, that, that was a 1. Hold on. Excuse me. All right. And right in the middle of 5. All right. So, again, we're moving at like half speed. Yes. So, you are going very slow. And because you're going very slow, you got a 5. Going down at a normal speed on this ladder, it would take you about five minutes all of just going down this ladder. It takes you about ten. Okay. And as you're going, have you ever been on like a really tall ladder before? Oh, yeah. Like, it's even though you can't see anything around you, because I'd imagine like we snuff the torch and put it in the backpack while we're climbing down. So yeah, yeah. Everything. I'm not holding the. I'm you're getting this like weird vertigo. Like you're almost like falling backwards because this ladder is just so tall. But eventually, you get to the bottom. Yeah, especially not knowing like how deep it was. Right. Because I didn't throw anything down the hatch to yeah. 
to gauge. Okay. So it is it is quite far. Okay. Uh, and it is very dark. And we will relight the torch. Oh, of course, of course. Okay. This is a very nondescript room. There's one door in it. And uh, it's stone, the room. Uh, but you can't hear anything. It almost as if like you have like earplugs in. Uh, okay. If you were to like drop something on a stone, the echoes are even very like minute. Um, and we'll pass through the door. Yes. When you pass through the door, the temperature instantly changes. It is several degrees colder. You can hear very distant drips, almost like a stream somewhere. And you are in a very large void. Uh, there's a set of stairs in front of you. And slowly, as you start... It's the only thing in front of you. Right. As you start descending the stairs, you just see this large chasm. You can easily drop to the next level down and probably easily climb back up if you were to drop down. But this is very broken, jagged. Right. Rocks. And, like, pieces of structure. Pieces of structure. Like... Picture... Imagine a pillar. Like a, like a cube-shaped pillar. And it collapses. Okay. You might be walking on, like, a sloped pillar right that fell from somewhere long ago okay at the uh, at the end of the distance that I can see with the torch um, you say that I can I can drop down into this this chasm what's beyond that can I see what's in that area it just looks like more almost like unnatural stairs going down. It doesn't look like it was done on purpose, just by happenstance. There's levels that you can, you know, like, sit on your ass and then slide off. Right, right. So it's maybe almost it's like, as if like you're, you're, you're descending a, a mountain, like a very rocky right. terrain. Okay. Alright, as long as Harrison feels as though he can go down and he's able to like, climb back up. Like, it's not a far drop where... Right. I would say, like, if you were to, like, when you sit on your ass and start lowering like yourself down... Yeah, yeah. As you're, like, hanging, it's only, like, maybe one foot. Okay. So as long as you go slow. Right. It, it's fairly easily uh, navigable. Not, yeah, navigable. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> We're good. We don't roll in the role-playing session. I think it's a word. I, I'm sure it's a word. It's, yeah. easy, it's easy to traverse. Much better. I like that. That's much better. Um, okay. So he'll continue very, very cautiously. And slowly, um, he'll work his way down this series of, uh, of unnatural stairs. Okay. Eventually, you get to what can only be described as the base level. And as you walk around in any particular direction, it's very large. Uh, it's almost like a like bedrock that you're walking along. And eventually you find this large hole. Okay. 
So Harrison will work his way over to the hole. Okay. Just kind of look down inside of it. And you can't see the bottom. So as he kind of leans over and holds the torch in, it just illuminates the side walls, but right. there's no floor to it. Okay. Uh, so he steps back from the hole, and, and using the torch, he kind of scours this area that he's in for like a, maybe like a baseball-sized stone Yeah, I would rock. say you find rubble all over the place. All right, so he'll grab that and, and work his way back over to that, that hole and just kind of lob it in. Hey. You, as you as it leaves your hands, maybe a second or two goes by and you hear a splash. A splash. Okay. You notice something else. A very fast motorcycle? <laughs> yeah, passing a pickup truck. Love. This, love doing this it. is it. Right here, right here. This is the passing lane. Luckily, mm-hmm. we're getting back to recording on the days when the garbage oh, man comes. So good. So good. So close. <laughs> so close. Uh, so when you lob this rock, you hear this splash. Right. And your passive perception was a 16? Yes. All right. I rolled a 13. You see the liquid in the cistern below you, or the the well, I guess, below you, start creeping up almost like tendrils. And it starts basically coming towards you. And it starts rising up along all the edges of this hole. Yeah, I'm I'm now backpedaling. Give me a dexterity saving throw. The DC of 14. So you start backpedaling and you trip on some of this rubble that's laying all over the place and this liquid starts wrapping itself around you. There's something similar, uh, familiar about this liquid. Familiar? Yes. The feeling you get mm-hmm. when it starts touching your flesh is very similar to the feeling of the portals in Hexley. Oh, I thought you were going to say the pain <laughs> I experienced in my nightmare. No. Uh... If you were to, like, grab at this, like, snake of, of liquid, it acts like water, but it's dry to the touch. And as it starts wrapping itself around you, suddenly you can almost feel, like, a pain as it solidifies and starts pulling you toward this well. And... Yeah, I'm not going along with this. Give me a strength saving throw. Difficulty 14. <laughs> 13. Wow. So this, you're like, I, I imagine like you're pulling your daggers out. Yeah, I was you're just firing about to say bows. That. Like you're doing like all uh, your tricks. Everything I can to all, fucking fight Hitting this. it with the torch. Yeah. All your tricks. And it's just, <laughs> it's almost acting like it is stone. And it just rips you violently down. And you smash into this body of water that's not wet and just pulls you in you go underneath it you can breathe you're not drowning I was about to say because as soon as he felt as though he breaks the waterline like he takes a huge yeah you, you probably do uh, 
and after a couple of seconds of falling, whatever was wrapped around you loosens up, and you can move again. And now you're almost in like this suspended animation. There's no ground, but you're not falling. So this is that scene with Charlie and Grandpa and Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Similar, but you, you don't feel like you're flying either. You just feel like... I'm existing. Yeah, which is a very hard concept, even while it's happening, for you to wrap your mind around. But eventually, the, the area around you stops being pitch black, and it starts lighting up. And almost by, like, torchlight. Do, do I feel as though, like, Harrison's descending? Like, is he just naturally no, being No, you don't feel down? like anything. You just feel like... You, it almost feels like a room is being built around you, but not like Legos. Like right. almost like the the room is coming into view. Like, uh, like you have been standing in this room. Okay. And just because you can't see anything, it feels like there's no floor. But now it's starting to illuminate, and you find yourself in this large chamber. You can't see the roof, uh, or the ceiling rather. But it's uh, it's fairly clean for being underground. And it looks like a long hallway. With like a like an antechamber at the end. So it's almost like a curved dome room that you're in. Okay. And at the opposite end of where you are is a hallway. And it's lit by torches. So now I can feel like my feet have made contact with the ground. Right. Or maybe you're realizing that they were always on the ground. You just were just not moving. No, because I was just pulled in by dry water that felt like stone. <laughs> uh, he pulls another torch out of his bag. Okay. Even though there are torches, he just pulls another torch, like instinctively pulls a torch out of his bag and lights it. Okay. And just almost in a panicked state, right? Just kind of, he's like swinging around and like 180 degrees to the left and then 180 degrees to the right, and he's kind of making sure that the floor that he's standing on is actually there. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like right. he, he's just double checking his his surroundings. Yeah, you're com- you're probably completely disoriented. Yeah, and then and then he'll look up to the hole through which he just ended up down here and hold the torch up. It's you can't see it. Can't even see. So the light just. It looks like the light eventually dissipates as these walls rise up. Okay. And of course, when he threw the stone, it was like a second or two and then hit water. So there's no even like understanding as to how far down he went and right. how high up it would be to get out. All right, he will... Uh... And again, you said it's torch lit. Right. He just kind of mutters out loud, but to himself like... It, nothing surprises me anymore. <laughs> and we'll slowly, holding his torch in his right hand, will slowly uh, work his way towards the uh, the hallway. Okay. Same thing, we're going to move half movement speed, 16 passive. Yeah, and now at this point, it's not a matter of somebody following him. It's more for, like, fear. Right. You know, that just natural fear. And uh, for safety, like he, he, he doesn't want to speed rush this, right? You know, because he doesn't know what lies ahead, especially considering what just fucking happened. So up until that point, yes, it was all about being followed. Now it's more for out of fear and a 
natural concern for his safety. Okay. He's just slowly navigating the holes. So as you start walking through the hallways, um, the walls will eventually, here and there, break apart. And and you almost see nothingness beyond the walls. Like if there's a hole in the wall, it just looks black. And if you put your torch out to it, you can see your torch light, but it's not illuminating anything beyond the wall. Some stairs go up, some stairs go down. Sometimes you turn left. It's almost like a snaking path. And the further you travel, the more ancient and cyclopean the structure becomes. And starts. It, it quickly becomes apparent that a human did not build whatever you are in. Okay. If you were to turn around and look behind you, it's almost as if where you have been no longer exists. And it looks different. So let's say that you had turned left to go down a path and you're walking. Like, nah. And you turn around to go back. The path wouldn't then turn right. It might be straight with stairs going down. What? So the chamber, wherever you are, is changing around you. And there's no alternate ways to go. There is either forward or back. And whichever way you go, even if you go back, it's not the same. Right. So maybe at some point you do decide, like, what is happening here? You start traveling back. Yeah. You never reemerge at that domed-shaped antechamber. Okay. Which I wouldn't know because I'm 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 gonna continue to go forward. This almost reminds me of that forest in Zelda. Yeah, the Lost Woods. Yes, now oh, the Lost Woods. There you go. Doodle doo, doodle doo, doo. Uh, eventually you come to like a small round room, and there's an older man pacing around at the other end of this room. And there's nowhere else to go. Because turning around, it just has me locked in this room with this guy. Right. We had dungeons. We had dragons. And a good funeral. And a good funeral. And an even better gameplay session. What a, what a time to be alive, if uh, if I may be so bold. Uh, if you are self-quarantined, I have some... Tips and tricks for those of you out there. Mm -hmm. If you can hear my voice. Throughout every episode of this podcast, there's been a hidden message. Do they have to play it in reverse? No. But if you go back and listen to all of the episodes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. any episode that has the letter H in the title, there's a hidden message. Is there now? No. <laughs> I'm just trying to boost our download numbers. <laughs> what a dick. Uh, all right. So stick around for the Warhammer episode uh, where I'm sure we're going to be talking about this bullshit COVID-12. Uh, 19. It's 19. 82. Columbus sailed the ocean blue. We already know that. Of course. We established that. So uh, two Guy Kane. Fucking guy wants my number. The fuck is that all about? Two. Doesn't like my dog. GLPs. Bad beginnings, but a happy ending. Not that kind of happy ending. Yeah. Two Virginia. Sexy names. Very sexy names.
And uh, two acrobats. Acrobats. That's what we're doing. Acrobats. Like bats? Acrobats. Uh-huh. I don't know. Just I want to toast them. Uh-huh. Very healthy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> two dice. And pipes. 